welcome back to Unfiltered Kitchen. I am your host, Cheyenne. I am your co-host, Papa Floyd. Yeah. I don't know. You don't like that? I don't know. Like, we're both hosts. So is a co-host the same level as a host? I think so. Okay. Well, this is shared responsibility. Let's not get into logistics. (laughs) Man, I, I, I heard a whole... It was actually a podcast. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was talking about executive co-host. Okay. Like in big business, you know, big, you know, million dollar companies. Yeah. That had two CEOs. I thought it was a CEO, a COO, a CFO. Yes. But if, let's say, let's say me and you start a business. We're both CEOs. If, yeah. Okay. If if, yeah. So this was, it was talking about the advantages and disadvantages of co C. Of co-executives. Mm-hmm. And some companies have done really well with it. And then some companies like Blackberry. Remember the Blackberries? Like the phones? Yes. No. The pro- After the you had pagers. Yeah. Blackberries. Yeah. It was like a little phone thing. Right. Right. So that it looked company, like a little Palm Pilot. Right. Right. Uh-huh. So that, phone, that company was a $20 billion company. And then the phone industry started coming in. Okay. Okay. Because remember, it was first it was pagers. Then it was the Blackberry. Then it was phones. Phones were still way down here where Blackberries were like this. But because of the technology, you know, phones were coming up. One of the partners thought that they should invest in phones uh-huh. because he could see where everything Saw was going. Saw the vision. Another one did not, and, you know, end up moving from a $20 billion company to a $2 billion company in one year. In one year? In one year. Now, they're, they're, you've never heard of a Blackberry now anymore. No, I don't. Yeah. So that's just a little side note. That's crazy, though. I never thought about that. Yeah. And then we have our guest, Ernie, here today, too. He took Ernie off of my mantle. If you guys are listening and not watching, it's like a mini skeleton that he picked up on the way into the office. He's not. He's like midsize. I've seen like ones that are full size. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like life size seven feet tall. And I'm just like, why did you buy that? And how did you get in your car? Yeah. Home Depot. Yeah. Okay, guys. So this episode, we want to backtrack. Um, first off, we want to say thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. I wasn't expecting. Have you had fun? I've had fun. I've had fun with it too. We had a lot of fun recording our first few episodes and yes, we were caught. Somebody was like, these are definitely pre-recorded and they are pre-recorded. Well, that's the way you start. Yeah. We just wanted to get some under our belt, especially because these last month was super busy traveling. I felt like I went on a world tour. Um, and I wanted to make sure that we were consistent. So we did pre-record some episodes. And now with that being said, we've gotten your feedback as far as like, you don't like the shorter episodes. Um, have you seen those comments? I have. Okay. We made it a little longer. The last one. We made the last one longer and yeah. people liked that length a lot more. For some reason, people really like what you have to say. Uh, you know, look, I, are you just as mind blown as me? I've always known I was a wise guy. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'm going to tell you it's really a trip. Actually, no, it's very complimentary, very, actually. But so I used to work at Chuck E. Cheese, okay, years ago. Um, I think I stopped working there when I was in my, it was either my 40th birthday, maybe my 44th. But anyway, about 20 years ago, okay, uh-huh. I got the most wonderful message from a girl named, named, named I think it was Trina, but it's not Trina, Trini. Tr- okay. Trini, Tr- Trina? Okay, anyway. 
something. But she first she like commented. Okay. I think on my Instagram and said, "Hey, you know, thanks a lot. It was great working with you." Way blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and I was like, "Well, okay, I'm not sure who this who's this." I so then she reminded me, you know, we were at Bell Chuck E. Cheese and Burbank Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. But th- this is what was so wonderful about it. Now, this is 20 years ago. She was talking about how at the time she was not in a dark place, but not in a great place. Okay. But we had talked and she said I gave her some advice and she said it was beneficial. So I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I didn't know where the story was going, but now I get it. Well, here, I'll tell you. But no, that is cool, because you would think 20 years ago, who knows what you were saying. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing was, when I worked at, so in working in fast foods and something like Chuck E. Cheese, a lot of times I might be one of the older folks there at 20 years ago, even at 40 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was the, the, the GM. So a lot of my cast were you know, 16, 17, 18, 20-year-old young men and women. Yeah. So a lot of times I would do my best to try to help them. You know, yeah. the, that's part of the joy that I got. It wasn't, I didn't get any joy out of, you know, moving pizzas or, you know, whatever. It I said I got to work it was with kids. one of your coolest jobs as a kid. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was so cool. My dad, I used to tell you, my dad has a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I thought it was cool. You know how I ended up at Chuck E. Cheese? From wanting to start a business to learn how to do it yeah. right so me and your mom took it was either took you or your sister you're probably both there but there was a birthday party uh-huh. i had never been to chuck e cheese yeah you told us this story and you were like cha-ching cha-ching you heard all the machines oh, going the machines you know you had the food going and i know pizza doesn't cost anything it's, i was like oh there's dollar signs in here it's crazy to see how the stuff that we grew up doing is like non-existent anymore for our kids so, like, it's hard to find a Chuck E. Cheese. I feel like a lot of Chuck E. Cheese have shut, gotten shut down. Um, another thing that Zach brought up the other day was, like, Toys R Us. Like, oh, we, there's no Toys R Us anymore? Toys R Us went bankrupt forever ago and kind of got taken out, I think, by, like, the online world. But he just mentioned that Toys R Us is, like, opening 20 new stores. And I'm just like, are you, are you sure? Or did you read a wrong article? Who said that? Zach. I'm going to Google it because he was stuck on the fact that Toys R Us was bankrupt when it went bankrupt. And he's like, our kids are never going to know what Toys R Us is. No, you know what? People like Target took over that. I'm not saying Target per se, but they have, they've opened up their toy, toy, you know, aisles. Okay, so it's true. Aisles now. 24 new Toys R Us flagship stores will open around the country beginning in 2024. Hmm. So maybe they're having a comeback. They're having a comeback. But I'm still like, how are you going to come back when there's like Amazon and like a Target and all these places where you can go and buy all the same stuff? I don't think it's the same, though. It's I not mean, the it's same. A, it's definitely it's, it's not the same. It's easier for you as mothers buying Christmas time, but it's not the same as taking a kid. Yeah, no. you know, and that's wanna, what Zach said. Yeah, he you want to see a little kid, kid light like, up. Yeah, you take him into the. He's you know. like, you go into his rest, you go down the bike lane and you're riding the bikes like. Yeah. He's he that's that's his fond memory of Toys yeah, R Us. Yeah. Okay, so we want to go back into a few episodes and we kind of pulled some good questions, comments that you guys had, and we want to talk about those just because like I said, they were pre-recorded. So we don't want to ignore that, like that conversation that we right. weren't allowed to have. Right. Um because we want we want feedback and yeah. If you don't agree, just you know, don't agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, tell us why you don't agree. 
we'd like to be able to have back and forth banter at some point. Yeah. There's this app that I found where I think I'm going to look it up. So don't quote me if I am wrong, but basically it would be like, we would give you a number that you can call (laughs) in and almost leave like a voicemail. (laughs) Bless you. So where we would be able to listen to it on the episode and then answer like directly. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I found it the other day because I know you want to do some type of like where it can be calling and it can be live. Yeah. I don't I can't find that necessarily unless someone else has an idea of where we can find like a live or how to incorporate a live aspect to where you guys could call in and we could talk. What if we did a Zoom call? A Zoom could work, but but I don't know. That's so scary. I don't want to see anybody. Scared. <laughs> that scares me. I like the voicemail idea I mean, if better. We, if we knew what the subject matter was would be. Maybe if we knew the subject. No, no. We'd know the subject and we throw the subject out there. And then whoever responded with the best kind of story or question, uh-huh. then we could give them the Zoom link. And then they could they come, can on come on and we could discuss. Okay. Let me know what you guys think. Do you guys like the voicemail idea better or the Zoom aspect? I just like the idea of trying to go live. She says I'd probably screw up. Yeah. Because I might say something. But Yeah. Wait a minute. But is it really live? It was still recorded. No, it's technically still recorded. But but I guess it's still recorded. If it's still really recorded, then Then it can still be edited edited out. You guys understand how much I low-key have to edit my dad because... I think that goes back to the generational thing of like there's certain things that he says that we now are like, oh, no, you can't, yeah, you say, can't that. say that. And I'm like, Dad, you can't say that. And he's like, but why? Like, and, and, and to his defense, he's not saying it like with ill manner or to offend anyone. He's just like, I don't understand. Like, since when is this word so sensitive? So there's been some. Well, um, and then, that I, yes, true. And then there are some words that I hear are sensitive and I just. He don't be silly. Understand. You know, don't be silly. Come on. But we're not going to get into what words those are. Yeah, you, those know, are. you know, I want to rattle them off. You know, I just I'm, like to go. You can't say I'm can't done say with you already. <laughs> okay. So this person said, my question is for Kyle. How is it for you that you have daughters and just like your daughter R went through a bad situation with her mate? Are you able to step back and let them handle it? Or do you get in there and want to protect your girls? So, yes, I often do want to get in there, but I often, but I do, I I restrain myself. Um, And it really depends on which guy I'm talking to. This is like, I I talk very freely with with Zach, you know, like I can go at Zach, you know, I can tease him and prod him and everything else. But at the same time, you know, if there's something really serious on the table, I feel like I can talk to him, you know, this man, to man, I could do that with Corey also. With Mez, I have to be a little bit more protective and, and watch because he's very defensive. Or he gets defensive. He, he thinks that I'm, I, I'm not going to say what he thinks. It, it feels to me like he, like when we're talking, if he's not in agreement that I'm attacking him. And I may not be doing necessarily that, but maybe his style or something. Um, but generally, back to the real question, I generally don't jump in. Usually what I'll do is I will talk to one of my daughters and maybe give them a little bit of a, a way to look at the particular problem to angle out of it. Um, just like actually 
yesterday, Kyle called me. I heard. And there was a time where she was kind of hinting like, I wish somebody could just call him. And I know what she was saying. I know how to read the code. She wants you to step in right now. Yes, I know she does. But because, and you know what? I, I think if I had the same relationship with Mez that I do with Zach, it'd be easier to step in. Yeah, but you don't. I don't. No. You know, I think Mez is, he's more guarded against me. He doesn't understand that I'm really on his side. You know, he doesn't. But under- I don't think that it's just you. I would say that he's guarded with all of us. It may be. And I think it's just more so of, I feel like he thinks, and, and I, and I blame Kyle a little bit for it also, because I think in a way Kyle played a role into him being guarded towards us. If that makes sense. Why? Why do you say that? I feel like she probably like from what I've heard, it seems like, like, okay, let's say if Kyle and I get in a fight, mm-hmm. she tells Mez about our fight. So that's how he would view me. But he doesn't, she doesn't tell Mez about all the other good times. You get what I mean? Yes. So it's like if you tell somebody the negative about them, then that's what they hold on to. But you're not telling them all the good stuff. So, like, for example, if I was dating right now and I told my mom, like, me and Zach are dating, and I always told my mom when Zach and I would fight or what the fight is, every time she sees him, all right. she's going to do is this negative image of this fight instead of, like, when I tell her about when Zach gives me flowers or Zach is nice or Zach cleaned the house or anything like that. But right. if all she hears is negative or the rant, then there he's just going to always have this negative idea about that gotcha, gotcha. and i feel like not to say that's what kyle did but i do think that meds kind of side eyes all of us and he's trying to figure us all out and i think a part of that is like what have you heard or what why do you think that about us i don't see it that way i i see it more of he's as you say said side eyes us i think it's more so of I don't know. I want to say like he does like there's a lack of trust, but I don't even think that that's it. I think he is just you know some people are just defensive. Yeah. If you say unless you're praising them, you mm. know, patting them in the back, if you try to get them constructive criticism or give them a different way to. And the only reason I say that is because I know there's a couple of times I've talked talk, talk to him and or talk about a situation, and his defense mechanism is to talk about me. Take yeah. a take a take a small time shot at me, and I've seen this before. It's not you know he's not the first that's done this. Yeah. So you know when I see this, I recognize it, and then I just I just I just back down because they're not going to hear what I'm trying to say anyway. Yeah. Because there's too they're too busy defending their their space, their honor, their name, their reputation, and it's not about trying to take a shot at them. It's a it's about a method, a way that something that they were doing or not doing. Is it like to deflect? It is kind of to deflect. Yes. Would you look at that as being like disrespectful? No, well, the comments can be disrespectful, but I don't. But I understand. You understand the. I understand what's, what's happening. happening. It's it. it's really just an inability to understand the situation. Yeah. Or you, another way you can say it is a lack of maturity, or it's a lack of communicative skills. And usually, it's listening. You're not hearing it. Yeah. You're hearing certain things, and then you, the wall goes up. Now I got to defend. Now things are coming out, and a lot of times I just you know, I let the things, the shots, I bounce them. Just, you know, it's, you know, so would you say you have different like boundaries with the guys? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, 
I think me and Corey have a good relationship. I'd, I'd put that as a, and you know what the thing is? I want me and Mez to have a good relationship too. Mm-hmm. He, he needs more space though. Because again, he, I, think he, I think he interprets people as being on the attack, at least with me. And, I, you know, I'm not. I'm trying to share. share I don't think that he thinks that you can truly be unbiased. He might believe that. And I mean, you know, a lot of people, he could possibly believe that. Okay. But I am pretty close to unbiased. I mean, you know. Where Zach would be like, I'm calling your dad. I'm like, he's not about to take your side. He's like, just wait. If his side like, makes he, sense. He views you as being very unbiased and more like literal with certain things to mm-hmm. where like, if I can't see it, he's like, let me get someone else who I can maybe match you at your level to get you to see it in yeah, a different way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that Mez thinks that you are unbiased when it comes to us. Which may be why he's defensive. You know, look, in the absolute, I am probably very biased. In the absolute. Mm-hmm. But if I'm having a conversation with somebody, you know, I can be very unbiased. I mean, I could take it like, you are my child. You know, I could talk to that person. I don't, I don't mean child isn't. Yeah. I could talk to that person with the same level of respect, trust, honesty that I would talk to you. Yeah, I've seen okay. you do it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, that's, and I could hear what they're saying without considering you, you know. So, I don't you know. I just got to get a little, I just, I haven't found the way quite yet with, with Mez. I, I, you know, I think in time, because he's going to be around forever. He's, yeah. Not like he's going anywhere. <laughs> right. You know. So, back to their question, do you think that because of, the different boundaries you have with the different guys, you don't step in with Kyle as much as you might step in with me, or do you think that it you depends don't step on the severity? It depends on the severity with Kyle. Like when, like when the thing happened and she was in DC and it was time to go, it was like, no, let's get, look, I gotta go. Yeah. Let's go. I'm in. Yeah. You don't need to say too much. You yeah. said enough. I know what's going on. Let's go. I'm in the mid- I'm right smack in the middle of it. There he is. There I am. There she is. Yeah. Let's bring the rest of the family. I'm still right smack in the middle of it. Okay. Um, but that was a little bit of a. More severe. It was a little bit serious, a little more severe. It was it needed action Where right yesterday, then. yesterday when she called you and you know she wants you to call yeah. him, you're well, you, like. You can still work that out. But what I, oh, that I gave her, I think what I gave her was really. Good advice. I think really good advice. I heard the advice. Okay. What'd you think? Mom and I both agreed with it. Yeah. I thought it was really, I mean. And Kyle already said she's down to come back to film another episode, so I would love to bring her in on this conversation. And maybe she can share her point of view with how she feels about whether or not you should step in or not. Okay. Um, me personally, I, I realized that Zach and I are young and uh, very young in, like, everything. Young in marriage and ownership of a home young with our kids young with finances young with our our mindsets like we're very young in it and we do like at times we do like hearing our more seasoned people in our lives help and opinion and we need it even when we don't want to hear it and we want everybody to leave us alone and we think we know it all we end up you know putting our foot in our mouth and then later on we're like damn 
Damn, Damn, we should have listened. listened. (laughs) So I would say for us, it is a little different. And especially when it's different when that person calls on you. Like it's different when like Zach calls on you more so than you calling on him to tell him about himself. You get what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's that's a difference where I don't think like you and Mez have that relationship where I feel like you guys could benefit from having a relationship where you feel like you can call on each other. Right. Um, right. It's not so one-sided. Right. But Well, I try to make sure that they all three of them, meaning Zach, Corey, Miz, if they ever want to call me, you know, I'm picking up the phone. Yeah. Okay? I don't care if you cuss me out two days before, bro. Yeah. Throw a rock in my window. I'm not tripping. really been like a situation where you've necessarily had to step in with Corey and I we don't really um, maybe like years ago but no you know the biggest thing in stepping in with Corey was to make sure that he was warmly welcomed into the family so that was like six years ago okay yeah <laughs> okay that's still, still though you know people still need reassurances yes you know and, um, you know, I always let him know. I think he, you know, does a great job in terms of, you know, his kids. Yeah. He's got three kids now. Yeah, he does. Dang, six years. He went from zero to, this. you know, that's. <laughs> so I was, zero you know, it's like, like, like when I, like every once in a while I see his feed and, you know, he's got everybody, him and, and Maya and Mila, everybody's in, in Kyle, I mean, Little Rider, all have their, you know, like their Rams uniforms on yeah. and they're out playing in the park or yeah. whatever. You know, I mean, that's, I just love to see that stuff. You know, that's. That's a father. Yeah. You know, right there in the moment, every day, you know, every day in the moment. So, you know, I always, you know, yeah. I like to, I like to pat him on the back. There's even when, when, um, when the boys went out and stayed with Mez over the summer, mm-hmm. there was some pictures one day I saw. And I don't know if I. Did you comment? I did. I don't know if I saw him on Mez's feed or if I saw him on Kyle's feed, but I I wanted to comment to Mez. I think I commented to Mez. You know, just like, you know, nice pics. Good to see. Yeah. He you did. Know. When he had the boys over the summer, I liked how he uh, put Boz in camp. Yeah. And then he takes him to the gym. He takes him to the park. Like, I like to see, you know, that he was right. really active with right. them when right. he had them. I thought that that was great. Um, I you know wish. who has the best smile when they smile? Boz. When Boz smiles, he just has the best. He's his so damn face, happy. His whole face lights up. Yes. You know, yeah. You know, got, like we got back from Indiana. We went to Jade's wedding, and I got back home. My sister had Ace, and she had her boys, of course. And when we got there, I was like, "All right, Ace, it's time to go." I was so freaking tired coming off of our our other. Um, the other trip. The other trip. And then one or two days rest back on the road. We had again. one day in between back on the road. And Boz looks at me and goes, Auntie, I want to come to your house. And I'm just thinking, little boy, <laughs> I want to go to sleep. <laughs> and then I look at Zach and Zach goes, I'm going to go ask his mom. So then Zach goes in the kitchen and asks Kyle. And Kyle's like, Boz, they're tired. Like they've been going back to back to back for weeks. They're exhausted. And Boz was like, I don't care. I want to go to Auntie's house. So we packed Boz up and brought him. Bought him with us, and he was just so happy. Yeah, he's just so happy. No, Zaya, just boss. Well, we couldn't fit him all in the car, so Kyle ended up coming later with oh, Zai. Because okay. okay. Zai and it's crazy that Boz and Righty are so close, 
and then Zaire and Ace, Ace right. are really closer. They're only four months apart, yeah. so they're like little diaper buddies running around the house. Yeah, and yeah. Zaire, that personality on that kid, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. But we were shooting a podcast in here on the couch, and he just started crawling in. And I said, Kyle, what horror movie film is this <laughs> happening in front of us? It was the strangest thing ever. Okay. I want to try to get through a few more questions that people said. So the next one is, it's a two-part question. I'm going to do the bottom half first because I feel like the top half you're going to want to talk a lot about. Okay. All right. So the bottom half says, this goes along with your, it's not a problem unless you make it one. How about your kids get in trouble for being prob- problematic in class? Do you make it a problem then? I don't think so. Okay, why not? See, this is where I struggle well, with your, well, it's not a problem, let's make it. Okay. How is that not a problem? Okay. First, you get, you, you, of course, you're going to talk to you. Why? Because I was a class clown. Clown and problematic is different. What's, what's the, oh, you're causing a problem in the class. Okay, never mind. Okay. You're causing, it's a, it's a, first of all, you got to understand what it is. It's a room full of kids. Okay. <laughs> I never thought about That's it. That's what like it is. That. It's a room full of kids. You think each and every kid can sit up there during, during circle time and be like this? No, you're going to have a crazy Bobby and a crazy Billy or, you know, a restless Melissa, you know, it so happens to be your kid. It's just kids. It's a room full of kids. Okay, let's. So you so, still don't so, think it's a problem? I don't think it's a problem. So I think, how do you handle it? I think it? that's their personality. Well, you're going to have to talk to them, okay? You're going to have to say, look, Billy, I need you to slow down a little bit, you know, during circle time, okay? Mrs. Teacher is, you know, starting to be a little bit annoyed with you. Da, 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 da. You know, you said, I need you to sit down, be quiet a little bit. Maybe you go and visit a couple times during, during circle time mm. or whenever the problem time. Maybe it's recess. He's too aggressive. You know, some kids are more aggressive than others. Some kids are like this. Some kids are like, hey, let's go. Yeah. You know, but to turn it into a problem, no, it's a, it's, it's a little correction that needs to be done. I agree. I go with that. You know, I, look, even if, the, even if the young guy or young lady is uh, hyper, clinically hyper, yeah. I mean, this got a lot of energy to burn. Okay, well, now you realize what you're dealing with. You know, look, after school, you got to run him a mile. You know, get a dog, let him run that mile and burn that energy off. You what know? if this person is saying this and their kid's like a teenager? What would your advice be then? Because it's different. Teenager? Yeah, it's different if we're not speaking circle time. Like, oh, it's so different if a, we're thinking a teenager like, being problematic. Now, like that's a high your, okay. Age. Okay, so now you're dealing with a little bit more maturity where you can actually sit down and talk to the person in a more adult style, get them to understand the repercussions from their actions and if the if the young man young lady understands the repercussion of their actions and they continue to act in a certain way then they should face the repercussions okay they need to learn that they need to learn look if you're gonna screw up all the time you're gonna get screwed all the time if you're gonna give and 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 give cooperation and and consideration then that's what you're gonna get back so if you're gonna be a butthole people gonna treat you like a butthole so you know, but but it's nice that they're at that age where you can explain this to them. Yeah. Now, if they continue to go down that that rabbit hole, well, let them face the consequences of what they're doing. I mean, how far do you take that? 
Well, look, if you the know, consequences look. are your kids going to get kicked out of school the next time they do this. It's like, do you sit back and let them learn that lesson and get kicked out of school, or it's like, at what point do you? Well, you're going to try. What I you, mean? Yes, you're going to try to get in there and intervene. Okay, um, you know, you have to try to get in and help guide them and all that. And as you as a, as the parent, you know, if they are acting up, you know, you have to take a little of that responsibility that maybe this is. Maybe you gave them too much leeway when they were younger and this is carrying on. Maybe it's their personality. Maybe they're rebelling against something within the household that maybe you haven't thought about. Like I know a lot of times kids go start acting out when families start to break up or if there's arguments in the house, if it's a hostile situation. You know, maybe it's something within their living area, their living space that you as a parent need to examine and maybe that's affecting them, particularly if their actions are new. You know, if they used to be a good kid, now all of a sudden they're acting up. What has changed? See, this is when I would say I would love to do it live because it's like a question like this. I have so many questions before I feel like I can answer the question. Like, I want to know how old your kid is or what grade they're in. Or have there been any lifestyle changes to where they are being problematic in the class? So it goes back to the beginning of the episode. I would love to know if you guys think we should do figure out how to do this live or with a person on Zoom. Maybe if we do it once a month, maybe it's not every episode, but once a month we can actually have a real conversation with someone, not just reading a DM. Right. Right. Now this on this same subject, I just want to kick one more thing in because we went from, you know, a very young age, you know, four, five, six to maybe 12, 13, 14. Now, if they're that 16, 17, 18, as a parent, you probably can't talk to them. You don't think so? You probably, they're, they're not, they don't want to hear from you. So then what do you do? You need to bring somebody else in. Like who? I don't know, a mentor, a coach, maybe it's an uncle, maybe it's somebody, maybe it's somebody that's their age, maybe a couple years older, that you know their personality, you know their, their persona, you ask them to talk to your, your son or daughter, you know, somebody that they will, you know, people, this kids go through a certain phase, they just don't want to hear from the parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? Come on, we've been through that. Yeah. You know, so you, you have to bring in, that's when you got to sit back. You got to be smart. Got to be smarter than the kid and bring in some help. You know, maybe it's I don't, maybe it's counseling, you know, but I think you can get family or, you, you know, you know, it might be as simple as, you know, finding a football coach that they do in respect. Or if it's a woman, you know, somebody, you know, somebody yeah. outside of. The- what do you think about putting kids in therapy? It depends on what you're putting there. First of all, let me say that. I have no problem with therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think therapy, um, particularly if the parent is having a difficult time understanding and getting to their their child. Yeah. Because where you're having a difficult time, maybe someone else would find that rolled in. Okay. Because again, kids don't always like to listen to their parents. You know, they never think their parents make sense. Yeah. You know, so somebody else might make perfect sense to them and they might be seeing the same exact things you'd say as a parent. But since it's coming from someone else. So, yes, I, I'd say therapy. But what the reason I hesitated when you asked the question is because sometimes I think people take things a little bit too serious too quickly. Just like the same question. Mm-hmm. If this is a, you know, four, five, six year old. I don't think they need okay. to go to therapy. Yeah, I mean, but you but but still, if they. If they're being a little rambunctious and has been categorized as a, pra- a prob- prob- problematic. problematic child, and see, I think you're you're taking it a little bit too fast. You know, too big to be. You're making you're making a big. 
You're making it a problem when it doesn't have to be a problem. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, my okay. God. Okay, the other part of her, the first part of her question was this. Talk about kids and religion and forcing them to go to church or not. If so, until what age? What do you think? So growing up, we went to church. I remember going to church. I remember going to Sunday school. And I remember it being fairly consistent. Um, and now that I'm an adult and have kids, and now that we've moved, like one of the things that Zach and I have talked about is finding a church home out here. Like I had, I went to a church back in LA. I don't necessarily want to make that drive every Sunday. I'm going to be yeah. completely honest. Yeah, I think a, I'm just too a, lazy. Yeah. Um, but we have been looking for a church home out here. And one of the things I said is I want them to have a Sunday school. I remember going to Sunday school. And I don't remember hating it. Um, I don't remember necessarily liking it either, but I don't remember hating it. So, and I feel like it brought good structure and kind of introduces you to God and um, the stories of the Bible and stuff like that. So I would love for my kids to start going to Sunday school. It's something that I actually talked to Corey about also. And it will be easier once he moves. They're moving closer to Ryder School, which is, closer to us to where if I wanted her to be consistent with church and if let's say he didn't want to bring her, I would, she'd be close enough to where we could pick her up, take her to Sunday school and take her back to her dad's. I do want to start that for my kids. Do I want it to be forced? I think right now. Yeah. If it was something they didn't want to do, I would make them go. Um, I think it's a good foundation to have. If, they're 15, 16, and they're like, this isn't what I want to do. Then I would tell them, go figure out what you want to do. Like, I don't want to force my kids to believe in God, but I want them to believe in something. I want them to believe in some form of spirituality. So if it's like, no, I don't want to be a Christian, then I would ask them, like, well, go study to figure out something else. If it's Buddhism, if you want to read the Quran, like, I just want them to have all of the cards before making a decision. Um so I feel like right now at this age, I would force it, though. But my kids are two and six. Mm -hmm. But I think when they, that high school age, when they're just not listening, I don't think I would force my kids in high school to go to church if they genuinely are like, I don't believe in this. I don't want to do it. No. If it's like a, I went out last night with my friends and I'm tired, then get your ass up. Like, I think I would have to have like a real, they would have to have a real reason as to why they don't want to go to church. You can always put stipulations on. If it depends on, you know, let's say they're, I don't know, 16, 17. Let's say you got them a car. Let's say they go out Friday night, Saturday night. They say, oh, okay, you got that car. I need you, I need you ready Sunday morning. Okay, so what do you think? So I think... Yes, church. I, I, if I had kids again right now, I'd make sure my kids were in church. Okay? I'd make sure that they heard and learned the stories of the Bible. Um, there's a really cool dude in there, Jesus. I'd like them to really understand how he loved, how he lived his life. Mm -hmm. You know, how he was forgiving, patient, sharing. You know, that he took on others when the community shunned these others. You know, whether it be, you know, lepers or prostitutes or whatever the case may be, 
you know, he 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 found those black sheep and said, "Come on, yeah, you know, come on, hang out, yeah, let's let's talk about it." You know, as in you know, so you know that that particular um those particular traits that Jesus displayed. I'd like my kids, my grandkids. I try to, you know, I just think that that's a great role model. Right. Okay. And I think that's so, what I mean when I say the foundation. Yeah. So, yeah, because, I mean, you know, as a parent, what are you trying to do? You're trying to give them the difference between right and wrong, at least in our society. This is what's right. This is what's considered wrong. I think the Bible does a good job of, of helping to paint that picture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, would I force it on them? No, I'd, I'd, I'd probably... You know, we're probably pretty similar. Well, no, if they got to a certain age. What age? They're asking until what age do you force it? You know, I think I would probably be good keeping them in 12, 13. I'm thinking about me at 12 and 13, though. It wasn't happening. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't happening. I was, you know, but I think mine is a little bit different because most people aren't growing up. Most, well, I would keep them in as long as possible. Yeah. Definitely till 12. So 12. 13. You know, if you could get them in, let me tell you something. If they're still in there at 16 and enjoying it, man, you got it good. Yeah. I think you really do. You know, because those like, are the, those are the tough years when yeah. influences start to come in. Um, you know, and, and at church, I'm hoping as you know, most people that the influences are positive influences mm-hmm. as opposed to this influences that they picking up at high school or, or wherever. Yeah. You know. So you'd say probably that 12, 13 age world start to get a little tricky. It might get a little tricky then, but then you, you keep them in as long as possible. And maybe you have to do an incentive plan at this program at this point where, you know, you want certain privileges, you know, to be able to go spend the night at, you know, Sarah's house, you know, every other weekend, whatever. I said, well, look, I'll give you this. But I need church next Sunday. Yeah. You know, it, you, my mama need a new sweater. Fine. We going to church next Sunday? You know, da, da, da. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would just keep that as part of this as a parent. This is what I'd like to do. And I don't have a problem bribing you or paying you to do it. Yeah. I mean, we bribe our kids for everything else. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it well. is. Yeah, it Throw is Throw church is. in there yeah, also. Yeah. But no, I think church is a great foundation. Yeah. Now, what if, what if you got to a point where... Your child did say, well, no, you know, they're 15, 16, trying to figure things out. And all of a sudden they're an atheist. So that would be tough for me. I'm not sure what I would do because I feel like it's one thing if you say like, oh, I don't want to be a Christian. I want to be a Catholic or I want to be a Buddhist. Like I would still be like, "Okay, well, at least they believe in something. Some people have a big problem with that, too. I don't have a problem with that because I just feel like. Me personally, I want you to just believe in like a spiritual being, mm-hmm. a higher power, mm-hmm. something greater that's greater than you. I don't care what you call it because I feel like it all depends on where you were born. You call it something different. A lot of that is true. I think just depending on where you're born, that's yeah. what you call it. Yeah. And I know a lot of people disagree with that. Can, can you explain that a little bit? I feel like this is a conversation we've had so many times, so it's going to sound like I'm just like, Repeating what you say. Well, I just. Okay. But is it basically what it is, is what we've talked about is that sometimes religion can be. When I say where you were born. So if you were born in the Middle East, then you're probably Muslim and you believe in Allah because that's what is taught where you're at. 
over here, we're taught Christianity or Catholic. We're going to Asia, we're taught Buddhism. So it's all based off of like where you're born and where you're from. So do I have a problem if my son or my daughter decide I want to study something else? I wouldn't have a problem, even though I'm Christian, I believe in God. I still want them to make that choice themselves as to which higher power you're going to pray to. I think the power of prayer is this for everybody. It's all around. I don't care who it's going to. I do think that it's all going to a central location. And maybe it's all these people sitting at a table laughing at us. Like, So let me ask you this. Do you think God has a name? No. Okay. Not necessarily. I think that there is something higher than all of us. Okay. Um. So let's say you have religion C. Okay. And they're praying to God. Okay. And then you have religion D, which is different than religion C. Okay. And they're praying to God. Mm-hmm. Is it the same God that they're praying to? I think it's all the same. So even though one calls him C and the other one I calls himself D, I think it's when they all pray, the it's same. all going to the same source. I think that okay. it's all the same source. And maybe it's not all the same source. Maybe there's all these different people. Maybe God's sitting up there at a table next to a Buddha or a monk and some yeah. Catholic person and who else is there and all, and all like maybe there's all these people up there looking at us like look at these dummies down there arguing about this shit and right, we're all right, sitting right, right here right, right, so we're all, we're all sitting here hanging out so I don't know the answer to that I just personally love would love if my child had the foundation of believing in a higher power and the power of prayer and the foundations that the Bible does teach. Why is it important for them to believe in a higher power? I think it just, to me, the importance would come from knowing that there's more than like just you. Like, I feel like if you don't, I believe in a higher power and I know that there's something greater than me. And there's like a realm of what I pray to, basically. I I want the kids to have the same idea of, you know, you're praying, you're praying with intention, like you're praying to manifest, you're praying. And I feel like if you, if you think you're praying and it's just going into space, then are you praying with intention? Like, are you genuine? Are you really manifesting it? Um, we, but we pray. I mean, our kids pray. Our kids know how to pray. Ryder prays and she prays very well. And I, I've asked Ryder plenty of times to tell me what God looks like in it's changed over the years, but she will sit there and describe this man. Okay. And one year has been a man, one year has been a woman. God has changed and evolved in Ryder's eyes many times. Um, Ace is at the, the parent stage, so anything that Ryder prays, he follows. You know, a few words okay. behind, right. he follows. But right. we have taught our kids to pray. We have, like, the Veggie Tales Christian books, the little nighttime stories from Veggie Tales that Ryder likes to read. Nice. Um, and then Zach put in Ace's room the same children's Bible book that he had as a baby we have for Ace now. So we are trying to do better with with it. Um, so he does better than Zach did. Yeah. yeah. But Zach is one of those kids where he <laughs> said it was forced on him and he, he hated it. So he's like, I would never force my kids to go. And I think it's a little different right now. At this age, I would force them to go. Well, I don't even call it forcing at this point. No. At this point, you're just at trying, this point, to, we're just trying, you're trying to, to build a foundation, it, right. introduce it. Yeah, I think get, when, yeah. the, when they're older, I feel like that's when Zach and I are going to butt heads on certain things where he's like, with Ace, I want to do this. And I'm just looking at him like, I don't want to do that. 
like there's a certain things that I would I would disagree with, but we were like, let's just cross that bridge when we get there. We got like 16 right. years, so right, there you go. let's chalk that one up and not even argue about Sorry. it right now. But I do like the the church conversation. I once again, which I want to know, like, how old is the kid? Well, again, I you know certainly five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You know, if you could get them, in, if you could keep them going, you let you let that ride as long as it possibly can. Yeah. Okay. Even if you have to get to the point where, and I mean, I would do the, you know, the Bible, uh, the summer Bible camp. Oh, church camp. Yes, I would do. I, I don't think I ever went. I don't think so. I might have. I'd go into camps. Maybe they were church and I didn't know it. But <laughs> but I would. But I don't remember this being, you know, hitting the head, you know, with this, that, and the other that had to do with religions. I did stuff like that. Yeah. Did we send you that? Yeah. You okay. don't remember? And yeah, then see, I, that's what I'm telling you. I, yeah. That's what I would do. You I know. did one summer where we went to, um, I went with my Bible group. Uh, we went to Nicaragua and we built a church. I remember that. We yes. had to teach the kids yes. like Bible things. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. Oh, I would definitely do that. I would let that run as long as you possibly can. As yeah, long as that was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. You could, and something like that, you learn to be humble too, because you see how much you really have in comparison to. Oh yeah, Mom other parts said of the world. I came back and wanted to give up all my worldly goods. It lasted for like three days, but it lasted a little longer than that. Thank you. you. Know, yeah, you had it for a little longer. Than Thank that. you. You know, you, you were ready to uh, be a contributor. A, uh, Kyle said I was ready to be a Bible thumper. There's nothing wrong with Bible thumping. I definitely was one back in um, high yeah. school. But yeah. anyway, um, there was one other question we wanted to talk about. It was on your phone. That was it on there? Yeah. I forgot what, what was it on my but phone. But I want to table this one. Because I this one that I'm about to pull up. Yeah, right now? we can read it, and I'm going to tell you why I want to table it. Okay. So this comment was on the YouTube channel. It says, "I really enjoyed this and the TLC podcast with the Stranger Danger conversation. I loved it. I was just watching the Sound of Freedom, which is on the subject of child and sex trafficking. I would appreciate on either podcast, but really want to hear from an old school parent point of view." you um since the little kiddos are now involved in some modeling and they're all over social media tv etc i don't ever post my son or allow anyone to post him simply because the world is cruel just curious on safety precautions you take especially cheyenne with Ryder being in fashion shows now so the only reason why i want to table this is because this is like i feel like it's a sign that i need to go and watch the sound of freedom Mm mm-hmm Someone else called me a few days ago and asked me to please watch it. And they're like, I want you to watch it. And then I want you to, to talk about it. Like on social media, I want you to, to broadcast it. I want you to bring more light to it. Um, it was right in the midst of me being on a plane and off plane off. And I was just going crazy. And I, I remember now that I've read it, I remember the conversation yeah. And then my best friend, Remy, also sent it to me a few times, like, Shia, you have to watch this. And I will say that I have not watched it, and I definitely want to watch it and then talk about it next week. So I think we should do that for our homework. That's fine. I, I think can, we should I both watch go it watch it, and then that will be our whole conversation okay. for the next episode. Right. Because I feel like it's, I can't give a, I can give my like basic surface level answer, but I want to give one after watching the movie. I would too. This is only one thing I'd like to say about that one. Yeah. Is the world's not cruel. You know, she said she doesn't post her child 
for whatever reason because it's a cruel world. Do you care to elaborate? <sighs> I, I don't even think I need to elaborate. I mean, yes, I can. It's the world is not. The world is not. I don't think you should walk with that philosophy. Because now you make things a whole lot tighter than they need to be. Yes, there's some stuff going on, without a doubt. There's bullying, there's bad things, there's wars, there's, there's dumb shit going on. But is it a cruel place? That is a statement. I, I, me, myself, I, it's a cool place. Okay? You got to make it cool. You got to keep the cruel away, the bad guys out of your hair. You know, you got you to gotta walk on the right side of the street to stay out of trouble. But is it a cruel place? I don't think so. You know, even for those that are in a lot worse situation than us. I mean, look, if you are living in one of these war-torn countries right now, and you're in the middle of it, now you have the right to say it's a cruel place because you're watching bombs hit your, your, your shelter. Yeah. You know, if you're in, you know, Senegal, you know, if you're in the Congos going through what's been a civil war for years and years, you know, if you're over in Ukraine and, and your neighbor's house is getting blown up, okay. If you live in the United States, Austra- Australia, Europe, UK, there's a whole lot worse that's going on. So that's all we're saying. We'll get back to that. I thought yeah. that was a nice question. No, I think it's a great question. I just want to go and watch the movie. And I want to then be able to answer your question. Yeah. I feel like too many people this week have told me. So I, I, I got okay. it. So you got the I omen. Got, the I, got the, I got the sign. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week to Unfiltered Kitchen's podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Unfiltered Kitchen on Instagram and on our YouTube channel. We're going to do much better at commenting back on every comment. Um, we've definitely have tried but we're gonna do better at that and you can follow me at shy not shy you can follow me at pretty boy floyd three all right guys we'll talk next week all right see you guys later thanks for tuning in don't forget to like comment and subscribe subscribe tell the truth i don't care about subscription i don't care about the i just like the comments i like to read what's up big man hello bam all right look at Yeah, Papa stole our skeleton.